Well, hey there. We have a great episode here for you today. I'm interviewing Esther Avent. She is a health and fitness coach. And the reason I wanted to bring her on is because, um, well, she's a friend of mine and we were chatting back and forth one day and talking about different topics. And she knows that my podcast is about unruly leadership, so not following the rules. And we got to chatting about the different rules that are out there around health and and weight loss and nutrition. And we thought it'd be really fun for her to come on and explore some of those rules that we can actually start breaking. And also talk a bit about the rules that she figures are ones that are actually pretty important for us to follow. So I hope you enjoy. It was a really, really fun conversation with Esther. And check out which rules we can ignore, break, or maybe we should follow. Well, hey there, I'm Liz St. Jean, and this is the Unruly Leadership Podcast, where I help subject matter experts like you design a career on your terms. It's where strategy meets intuition to help you break the rules, ignore the rules, and make your own damn rules. So let's break free from perfectionism, imposter thoughts, and that inner rule keeper that's keeping you in your career comfort zone. It's time to become unapologetically you and step into the life you were meant to live. We're going to talk presence, productivity, career, and having it all. Or, as my four-year-old would say, we're going to take over the world. So let's get to it. All right. Hello, everyone. We have got a super fun podcast episode today. We have Esther Avant here, and she is a certified sports nutritionist, a nutrition coach, personal trainer, and host of the Live Diet Free podcast. And she owns EA Coaching, which is a health and wellness coaching company. She has a degree in exercise science and has years, 16 years experience in the fitness and wellness industry. And she specializes in helping working moms live their healthiest, happiest, and most confident lives. So happy to have her here to talk about some fun stuff. Thank you, Esther, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So when we first set this up, we were chatting back and forth and we thought it would be super fun for people to have a conversation around the rules we don't need to follow or the rules that maybe we're too rigidly following about our, our diet and how we're, how we're eating and our health. So let's just jump right into it. I would love to hear your perspective on when, when do you see people and women, and I guess, especially moms, especially that rigidly following diet rules. So the first one that comes to mind is when I see so often, at least like in the last couple of years, it's very in right now, which is intermittent fasting. And to be clear, I don't have any specific beef with intermittent fasting. It's just a very good example of following rules too rigidly when they just don't make sense. So if you're not familiar with intermittent fasting, what it boils down to is you have a set period where you eat your feeding window, and then you have a set period where you don't eat your fasting window. And there are a bunch of different schools of thought on how long a fast should be. So you'll hear things referred to as like doing 16, eight, which means you're fasting for 16 hours, you're eating for eight hours, or you have the option to eat for that eight hour window. And then you'll hear 20 and then four, you'll hear alternate day. And it just kind of generally all of these 
numbers being thrown around. And a lot of women really stressing about what is the right breakdown. How many hours should, we, should I be fasting? How many hours should I be feeding? And ultimately it really doesn't matter. What it boils down to when we're, when we're talking about weight loss is that having those fasting periods just makes it harder to overeat because now you've essentially eliminated all of your evening snacking. So it, it really doesn't matter so much exactly how many hours you do or what hours they even are. You're really just making it easier for you to hopefully eat less. And then another area I see it with fasting is does blank thing break my fast? I'm interested in trying it, but I really like having cream in my coffee in the morning. And is that going to break my fast and, and kind of ruin the whole thing? And again, for fat loss, no, the benefit is potentially eating less and not feeling very restricted while doing so. So the impact of having, you know, 15, 25, 50, even calories of cream in your coffee in the morning just really is neither here nor there, but we get so hung up on the rules and wanting to do it right. And feeling like if we're not doing it to a T as specified by, you know, this guru or this book, then it's not even worth doing because it's not going to work anyway. So that's kind of the example uh, that I, that I think comes to mind most frequently is just kind of missing the forest for the trees instead of zooming out and being like, all right, what's the point of this? What am I, what am I trying to do it for? How is it supposed to be helping me? We get so focused on the nitty gritty and end up often stressing unnecessarily or not even trying something because we feel like it's, it would be too hard to do right. Yeah. So can you talk a bit more about that, about how you've seen it around, it, we're kind of getting into the, some of the mindset piece here, right? Like what's happening mindset wise that we almost get like, I think you said hung up, like we get kind of like so focused on the rules. What do you see in your community? I think one of the biggest things is in, in our clientele, and I would imagine in, in a lot of our listeners right now, most adult women, unfortunately, have been dieting on and off for decades. We did a poll recently in, in my Facebook group, Live Diet Free, when was the first time you did a diet? And the average age was probably 12 to 15. So now you have women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, who for, you know, for the better part of that time have been wanting to lose weight, thinking about losing weight, trying to lose weight, and have kind of had the ups and downs, the successes of losing a bunch of weight and feeling great only to then gain it back. And maybe then some, and then feeling like a complete failure. So what I think it is tied to as far as the mental piece goes is a fear of failure and just feeling like I've tried so many times and I need to know, I need to be told exactly what to do. I'll follow the rules. I'll do, I'll do what I need to do. I just need to know that it's going to work. And kind of this intense pressure to feel like almost like each attempt you make is like the last ditch. Like, okay, if this doesn't work, then there's no hope for me. So we put so much emphasis on doing it perfectly. And as, as we all know, nothing is ever perfect. And that kind of mentality of being a perfectionist, having that all or nothing mentality is one that really holds us back, whether it's in your career or in your health goals. I think it, it, stems from that, just wanting to do it right. And often not kind of having that voice of reason who says, well, Hey, wait a minute, what even is right? And kind of the reassurance that actually this particular rule doesn't really matter. So sometimes it's, it's a matter of just needing that permission to let go and let it be easy. 
Yeah, for sure. Especially so here on this podcast, right? Unruly. It's about ignoring rules sometimes and being okay with it. And Mm -hmm. I think picking up on what you said there too, about wanting to be, it's kind of like people wanting to be told, just, just tell me what to do and I'll do all the things. And it actually brought to mind, I could almost like see myself back in like math class in high school and just, you know, just tell me what, it, okay, how, what are the, the, um, what's the quiz going to be on? I just want to know. And, you know, knowing all like, okay, well that quiz is worth 10% and this one, you know, you're trying to like figure it out how to be perfect and yeah, life career in almost anywhere else. Like it's being perfect. It's, it's kind of impossible, but then also like tr- when we try to be perfect, we trip ourselves up and then can't be perfect. Right. Exactly. And I think, and I, I totally see the value in having parameters. I think that makes sense because you take an area that, you know, haven't thus far, you haven't really felt successful in and you're feeling overwhelmed and, you know, scared to really make another effort. Of course you want kind of some guardrails of like, just give me narrow, the narrow, the the street here for me, um, kind of point me in the right direction and don't let me stray too far. I get that. And I think, and this is something that we had talked about and I'm sure we'll get into that, there's, it's not that there's not a time and a place where rules make sense. It's following these kind of arbitrary rules that someone else has made that may or may not make sense for you and wanting to kind of skip the part where you figure out how something applies to your life instead of saying, okay, let's work on some guidelines that are going to work for me. And let me figure out what skills I need for this to be a successful lifestyle change and, and last long-term we are just kind of so desperate for fast progress that it gets into the, like, I'll just do whatever you say. I don't really care why or what I'll deal with that part later. Um, and I think it's so important to put in the work on the front end. A lot of times we, you know, you hear so much conversation about, you know, losing weight fast, losing weight slow. And I think kind of redefining that because ultimately though the, the pounds themselves may come off more slowly when you don't follow these arbitrary rules and you kind of do the legwork yourself when you don't gain the weight back down the road, you've actually expedited the process as opposed to losing it fast, gaining it back, losing it fast, gaining it back. It's very tortoise and hare. Um, and I think the thing that really makes the difference is kind of settling in for, I'm not going to just blindly follow rules. I'm going to think critically and figure out, does this work for me or not? Or how could it be modified so that it's a better fit for my life? Yeah, I love that. And just for anyone listening to um, earlier, Esther mentioned having, oh, we talked about having a podcast as well as a Facebook group. Check out the show notes. I brought the links to all of that down there so you can check her out. And especially the podcast, because this is a good segue, Esther, is that I'm going to be hopping over to her podcast to talk about strengths. And one of the big pieces around there is about leaning into your specific strengths, like not trying to be someone else. So that's a definitely come check out her podcast, live free or live diet free podcast on that. And Esther, you had kind of alluded to this, why don't we jumped over to it about whether there's any time that following rules actually does make sense. Yes, I think there is. And I think the caveat there is that you are the person who makes the rules or you with the help of, you know, a professional, but what it kind of boils down to is we receive so much information throughout the day. And when we don't think about the situations we're going to be in, in advance and kind of come up with a strategy for them, we're leaving it up to ourselves to decide in the moment. And when we do that, 
we very often pick what we want right now and not the thing that's going to benefit us long-term or the thing that's going to benefit our future selves. A really good example of that is you're going back to work in the office. And now instead of, you know, having your, your kitchen right there, I'm recording this from my kitchen table, instead of having your kitchen right there, now you have the option to bring a lunch, go out for lunch. You know, you have, you have a lot more options now. And if you go into it, without a plan, you don't intentionally bring a lunch and you just kind of decide to wing it. Now you're putting yourself in the position where you've potentially had a busy and stressful day. You're already kind of hangry. And now you're trying to weigh your options. Do I want to just go with my coworkers? We're going to go get something fast and you know grab a burger and fries. Do I want to go to a local grocery store and piecemeal something together myself? It's very hard when you're already in the moment to make the decisions that are going to best serve you long-term. And where I think rules come into play is it's basically just you pre-deciding what you're going to do when a situation happens. Sometimes I refer to them as if-then statements. So if you don't really like the word rules at all, um, an if-then statement might make more sense for you. Same kind of gist, but the idea is you anticipate that position you're going to be in and you decide if this happens, then I do this other thing. So if my coworkers invite me to this place for lunch, then I will politely decline and eat the lunch that I brought. Something like that, where you're just, you've already thought about it. So kind of thinking about yourself as like a, a computer where you have this operating system and you're just kind of going, you kind of have this like flow chart of, you know, kind of yes or no, this or that. And you're just trying to make it easier for yourself in the moment to make the decision that is going to serve your longer term goals. So one example I actually thought of yesterday, we were traveling for the weekend and we went out for dinner and then went back to our Airbnb. And I was thinking how years ago, when I was really kind of struggling with some disordered eating myself, one of the things that I would do would be go out to eat, eat dinner, eat until I was full, if not more than full. And then I would come home and eat more for basically no reason just kind of, I felt like I'd already blown it. So why not? I'll start over tomorrow, whatever kind of mindset I was in. But what I was thinking about is how that's a great opportunity to create my own personal rule. I could decide if I go out for dinner, then I don't eat when I get back to the house. Not because eating after dinner is bad, not because I can't do those things, but because I know for me personally, if I'm eating in that situation, it's not due to physical hunger. It's some sort of emotional thing. And therefore I don't want to go down that road. So now I've just pre-decided that's not something that I do. To go back to fasting as an example, for some people, it is a lot easier in the evenings to just decide I don't eat after dinner or I don't eat after this time. Again, not because the calories after dinner are inherently fattening or anything bad happens because you're eating later in the day just because you know, I take in most of my excess calories after this time. If I just decide it's a black and white thing, oh, I don't need after this time. I don't need to negotiate with myself or I don't need to try to reason with myself. You're just creating personal rules to make it easier for you to make the choices that you already know you want to. Yes, that is so good. I've heard this in different places as well. And you're bringing it together here, which is the kind of like an identity piece. You're kind of identifying about yourself. Um, you know, James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits. I think his phrasing is like, um, I am a person who, right? And I've heard it as well. Like you can even do it on the boundary side of the rules. Like you were talking about uh, parameters, right? And guide guardrails. You like, I don't do this or and those kind of decisions ahead of time. 
Um, one thing for me is I've been at the time of the recording, at least I've been working on doing workouts in the morning. And, uh, was one thing I do, I actually sleep in my workout clothes, which I think people, some people do, some people think it's like crazy, but I, that's what I do. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm a person who works out in the morning. So I just have my workout clothes and I just get up and I go for my spin, my, my ride. <laughs> I love that. It, it really is the simple things like that. And, you know, I'm a person who is a great way to phrase it because you're right. It is about identity. And you could, you could turn that into an if then statement, if I'm going to exercise in the morning, then I sleep in those clothes. Um, and it's, you're right. It's all about kind of creating this mentality where you are exemplifying the person you want to be in the future. You have gotten really clear on what you want your future to look like, what you do, how you feel, what you look like, all those things. And now you're kind of reverse engineering. Oh, well, in order to get there, here's what I need to do. And here's how I'm going to make sure that I make that happen. How can I remove as many obstacles as possible to make sure that I follow through on what I know I need to do? Yeah, for sure. So let's just finish it off. And I'm just curious to hear too about if there's any, any risks about following rules, cause you know, I encourage people to be rule breakers too. So maybe we need to give them a little bit of uh, reasoning behind it. You know, are there any risks that you've seen with your clientele about following diet rules? Oh, that's a great question. I think the biggest risk is like I mentioned earlier, if you're not using your critical thinking skills right from the jump, it doesn't get easier down the road. So I think, like I said, I, I'm not unsupportive of parameters and I do see the appeal of just kind of this, like just lay it out for me and I'll do the things. I think the problem is we kind of play this game with ourselves and tell ourselves that, oh, this, you know, that future version of myself, she'll figure it out. She'll know how to transition from this very rigid goals oriented, I mean, a rules oriented approach to something more realistic and sustainable. And that's just not what happens. Most of us have been down that road before and know that it's not a very smooth transition. We go from these rigid rules that we can follow only for so long. And then whatever happens, you reach the end of, you know, the 30 day challenge, or you hit the vacation that you were counting down to. And then because you spent so long being so rigid, the pendulum just swings the other way. And then it kind of turns into this free-for-all and you're just living in extremes. And when you, when the approach that you take is one that is so rigid and extreme, you haven't given yourself the opportunity to practice what we call in our coaching, like living in the messy middle where you're not, you, you know, you, you can break the rules. You, you, the only rules you follow are the ones that make sense for you. And you've given yourself the opportunity to practice what it looks like to be more moderate. Um, and that's really the key to success is you're ultimately, if you want to lose weight, the goal is to lose it and then spend the rest of your life maintaining. So learning to maintain is one of the most crucial skills that almost nobody thinks about. And I think the biggest risk of following rules is that you are not setting yourself up for an easier successful maintenance. That's so good. And as you were talking to, especially about like our future selves, I, my, my spouse and I often say that like, you know, future Liz and past Liz, you know, thank you past Liz for doing this thing. Or sometimes I think, oh, future Liz could take care of that. So it came to mind, actually, have you ever seen those memes? And it's usually to do more with the workplace and like workplace relationships, like the picture, it's like your lack of planning is not my emergency. 
You've seen those mm-hmm. before. It's almost like that for your future self. Like try to think about it. Like your lack of planning in the past is not my current emergency. So like flip it around. Like don't make it an emergency in the, for your future self by, by skipping the planning today. Exactly. It's so interesting that, you know, the research on when I'm trying to remember the specifics, which, which I will not, but um, the gist being like, they'll, they'll do brain scans of people. And when they're thinking about their future selves, their brains light up as if they're thinking about a completely different person. So mm-hmm. there's just this, this major disconnect where, yeah, we just kind of kick the can down the road of like, ah, well, that's not my problem right now. Um, because you feel like oh, somebody else will deal with it. And then time comes and you're just like, ah, curses. Like why, <laughs> why? Um, and I think noticing when that's happening and being like, okay, how many times am I going to get tripped up by the same predictable thing? And what do I need to do so that that stops happening? Totally. And on the flip side, you could also look at it as a, oh, what can I do that would be really nice for my future self? You know, future, future Liz, future Esther, they really deserve something nice. What can I do for them today? <laughs> that's a great way to think about it. I think that's so often we're almost like resentful of you know, the, the planning or the prep or the scheduling of things because it feels like a chore or a nuisance or an inconvenience. But if you think about it that way, if you just reframe it as what's something nice I can do for my future self, you do nice things for all the other people in your lives. Why not do this nice thing for yourself? Hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Well, isn't that a lovely, like heartwarming, fuzzy moment to end this on, I think. (laughs) So everyone who's listening, like I mentioned, check out the show notes. I've got the link over to Esther's podcast. She also has a free Facebook group, Live Diet Free. So check out both of those and for sure come search out to find the the other episode. I'm going on to her onto her podcast as well to talk about strengths and leaning into them and how you can take even your work strengths and apply them back at home. So come check her out. And Esther, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. And um, I look forward, look forward to you meeting more people in my community and I'll meet yours and we'll keep, uh, keep up these collaborations. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, if this podcast helped you or inspired you in any way, I would love for you to leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. It takes about 20 seconds, if that, and it's, it's honestly the easiest way for you to thank me for this episode. Every time I see a review, it brings me so much joy and it just lights me up. So if you could do that for me, I would be ever so grateful. Now, the other thing you can do is you can take a screenshot of this episode or even a screenshot of your review and send it to a friend or share it in a Facebook group or even post on your LinkedIn newsfeed to let other people know about this podcast and this episode. Thanks again. And now get out there and start breaking some rules. <laughs>